Is there a problem in Christianity? I think maybe there is. It's called spiritual shallowness. We're gradually getting a spiritual river a mile wide and an inch deep. You see, there's a new caste of Christians that's largely untransformed spiritually. They like church, at least one hour a week of it. (laughs) They even like the warmth and support of a home group where people encourage and help them. And they'll even sign up for classes on CPR or how to potty train your child. But when it comes to committed discipleship, they pass. Oh, they like the parts of religion which help them cope, but not the parts calling them to sacrifice and commitment to change and obedience. Welcome to Dayspring, the program that teaches from God's Word that the Word of God is quick and powerful and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. While it's true, listening friend, the Bible is a living instrument of God by which the Holy Spirit reveals to us those special needs in our lives. And I ask you today, are you consulting and studying God's Word so that the Holy Spirit through its pages can guide you? Thy Word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path.
And thank you very much, singers. Well, hi, everybody. Joe Alcorn here, your program host. It's Dayspring. And Dayspring founder and speaker Rex Bullock will be addressing the subject called Teach the Bible, What Else? Also on today's agenda is a special visit by the program's founder. Here's Rex. Well, thank you so much for coming along and being a part of Dayspring today. Dayspring is now in its 25th year. It seems uh, hard for me to believe, and I know I've said that before, but I guess I really am standing in amazement at the fact that uh, for almost 25 years now, we have been allowed to share together each week. Some of you have maybe even been around that long. Others are brand new today, and I want to welcome all of you, whether you're a long-time listener or whether this is your very first time. We're thrilled to have you, and uh, I just want to say a big welcome. Now, we've come through a month in which we've been celebrating fatherhood, and uh, it's been a good month, such a wonderful time to uh, talk about how important it is to be a dad, to be a parent. Uh, We've looked at just some tremendous themes this month. I want to make sure that you get a hold of the resource materials that we have been making available. Please do that. This will be the last opportunity to get your copy of uh, Wilson Wayne Grant's book, Taking Time Out to Be Dad, and we're adding to it a tremendous booklet entitled Victorious Christian Living by uh, my wonderful friend Dennis Kinlaw. These two resource materials together will provide some great reading. But more than that, if you'll take them to heart, they will help you as a parent to be all that you can be both for your children, your spouse, and um, as a great Christian individual. So don't hesitate. Would you please call today, uh, write today, email today. Don't hesitate. Let us know that you want these materials. Joe Alcorn's going to tell you uh, all of those addresses. Now, we have multiple addresses, not to confuse you, but to give people more options in communicating with us. You see, the name of the game is communications. We communicate with you. We are inviting you, welcoming you to communicate with us. And uh, that's one of the reasons why we make these materials available. Number one, we want to get good stuff into your hands so that you can grow as a Christian. But number two... We want to enhance the communication process. We're really saying, talk to us. Let us know that you're there. We, uh, we need you, and uh, we thank you for being there. Okay. Well, in just a few moments, I'm going to be talking about one of the most important subjects that I've ever dealt with. It's a subject that uh, really cries out to me. And it is this whole business of discipling individuals and and making us the kind of Christians that we really ought to be, with depth, with commitment, with sincerity. And uh, so I'm going to be just sharing with you some of the thoughts of my heart today, and I hope that you will take them to heart. 
I'll be back in just a few moments. Thank you, Rex. Well, this is your final opportunity, listening friend, to order the two booklets, Victorious Christian Living and Taking Time Out to Be Dad. A couple of little treasures that dads need to read again and again. So order your copies right away, and here are three ways to get them out to you. By regular mail, it's Post Office Box 56300, Portland, Oregon, 97238. And on the Internet, our web store address is www.dayspringradio.com. Also, you can order by toll-free telephone number, 1-800-783-DAYS. Say, if you need some private moments with Rex, his email is rex at dayspringradio.com. Whatever the method you use to contact us, I hope you'll be able to share some of the financial burden to keep Dayspring on the air, teaching God's standard for holy living. And we'll thank you in advance. And now before today's message, a song called, Welcome, Holy One. Thank you very much, singers. And now with today's message called Teach the Bible, What Else? Here's Rex Bullock. Hey, people are rushing to churches. In the last few years, attendance is really zooming upward in so many places, particularly mega churches. But 
others as well. New people are coming in. No wonder. Things are exciting. I mean, there's lively music, excellent sound and lights, quality dramas, need-oriented teaching and preaching, and magnificent musicals. (laughs) Morale is up. Attendance is up. Excitement is up. But do we have more committed Christians? Is godliness up? How about Christ-likeness or commitment? Or do we have bigger audiences who, as Pastor Jack Hayford says, come for the show but refuse to grow? Recently, a minister from a growing church said, rather tongue-in-cheek, our people are converted in every way except their mindset, lifestyle, and values. (laughs) He defines the problem perfectly. Even after we've gotten people converted, many still act and think as if they are still unconverted. Just because they come for the show does not necessarily mean they're willing to grow or teach or tithe. We've had a growing new class of Christians in the last number of years. I mean, it's the fastest-growing type of Christian today. They are the unconverted converted, or the secular Christians, as some scholars call them. Now, these folk claim to know Christ, but they certainly don't let religion cramp their style. They're consumers moving through churches as they would a salad bar, picking here, choosing there, whatever appeals to them, and leaving the rest alone. They generally select the positive, the helpful, the pleasant benefits of the gospel, and they leave behind the painful, the sacrificial, the cross-carrying, and the judgment aspects. They are a shallow bunch. They're a happy lot, and there's danger here. Now, you say, Rex, wait a minute. Well, let me just tell you, I'm certainly not against this great outreach effort. On the contrary, I'm delighted. I'm delighted that thousands, even hundreds of thousands of people are coming to church to check it out, to see if they like entry-level, seeker-sensitive services. I mean, somebody, maybe it was John Maxwell, who said it's a sin to make the gospel boring, and I agree with him. So what's the problem? Well, the problem is spiritual shallowness. We're gradually getting a spiritual river a mile wide and an inch deep. And this new caste of Christian is largely untransformed spiritually. They like church, at least one hour a week of it. They even like the warmth and the support of a home group where people encourage and help them. And they'll even sign up for classes on CPR or how to potty train your child. But when it comes to committed discipleship, they pass. They like the parts of religion which help them cope, but not the parts calling for sacrifice or commitment or change or obedience. Now, some argue that these folk aren't converted at all. They say that people with largely unchanged lives, persons with unconverted values, mindset, and lifestyles are truly unconverted. Well, maybe they're right. Perhaps we have democratized salvation, lowering the threshold to enable just about anyone to call him or herself a Christian with no cost, no change, no repentance. You don't have to change. Just say yes, 
I mean, that's kind of the general attitude. Jimmy Johnson once said, half the people you're trying to uh, get to receive the Holy Spirit really need to be converted to Christ, to be forgiven. Well, maybe he's right. Could it be that we're calling people Christian who are still unconverted? If so, no wonder they like the show better than the opportunities to grow. Even the unconverted will like the churches helping them to cope. But only the truly converted have the Holy Spirit inside them, tugging them toward growth. Dr. J.R. Mitchell said, Will thousands of evangelicals end up in hell better able to cope? Our efforts to disciple this class of shallow Christians have failed, frankly. Oh, they'll get into a care group, and they they like support groups. They... Uh, they like a class helping them succeed in their jobs or, or as parents. But by and large, the secular Christian checks out of tough discipleship. Could it be that our efforts fail because these folks are not yet converted? Can we disciple unconverted people? Uh, instruct them, yes, but disciple them? You see, this kind of Christian is not that new. There are plenty of them in so-called mainline churches on mission fields around the world. They're called rice Christians. So long as they get the benefits, they'll claim whatever it is that you're preaching. In the Middle Ages, there were millions of them. And you know what? Paul dealt with a church full of them in Corinth. And of course, Jesus had thousands in his services in the period following the great free giveaway dinner of bread and fish. Now, when he turned to preaching the cross and sacrifice, he lost the entire bunch. And you know what? We have them too. I suppose we always will have them. It's just that this class of Christians is growing so fast recently. I mean, it's a bull market, friend. Attendance is up. People are coming. The world likes us. But shallowness is also up. Commitment is down. So, what are we going to do? I mean, should we uh, throw out the way we're doing things? Do we need to disband uh, services? Do should should we forget Sunday school? Should we forget a lot of other? Well, when the church finally gets alarmed at spiritual shallowness, where's it going to turn? You know, there, there's not that much concern yet. We're still thrilled with ourselves and our popularity with the world. But I want to tell you something. The Church of Jesus Christ is self-correcting. I want to say that again. The Church of Jesus Christ is self-correcting. Eventually, the Holy Spirit will create deep, then broad concern for the spiritual shallowness of our day. I believe that it's already coming. There have been a number of books written over the last uh, few years which are beginning to shout this message. It kind of started a few years ago with Chuck Colson's book, The Body. And uh, it really began to sound an alarm signal. And there are many others. 
I thank God for Jim Cimbala and fresh wind, fresh fire, fresh faith, fresh power, and the emphasis that he has had, as well as others. Now, the church will eventually get concerned at the wonderfully huge group of entry-level Christians and try to figure out a way to get these folk to take the second, the third, the tenth steps of commitment. We will quit talking so much about the purely sociological notion of assimilation and begin to focus on commitment, a spiritual solution to the spiritual problem. So, sooner or later, the church will see the growing problem of shallowness. And when the church gets alarmed at spiritual shallowness, where will it turn? What's going to happen? I mean... Will it hustle to increase the quality of its dramas and its musicals? Will it try to raise the excitement level of its living Christmas trees or purchase more expensive spotlights and soundboards? Will it launch a dozen more warm, comfy weekday support groups? Will these things produce the committed, cross-carrying discipleship that Jesus calls us to? I think maybe you already know the answer. The answer is no. Now, there's nothing wrong with these methods to get people in the door and to meet their felt needs, but they seldom produce sacrificial commitment. They are simply good first-step methods. And the more they succeed, the more first-step Christians we'll have. Eventually, the church will be crammed with first-steppers, it's then, my friend, that the real leaders, the spiritual leaders, will get alarmed. But to what will these leaders turn? How do you get the masses discipled and growing? Where will the church turn? And that brings me to the title of my message today. The church will turn where it has always turned. It will turn to teaching. And what will we teach? The Bible. Teach the Bible. What else? How else to get the half-converted Christians fully converted? All kinds of things will get people in the door, but teaching the Word is the only way to get a person's mindset and values and lifestyle fully converted. This means that every area of your church, whether it be small groups, whether it be Sunday school, whether it be support groups, are going to see a resurgence. That's right. In the next number of years, we'll see a great back-to-the-Bible movement. Some pastors will launch top-level schools teaching with tough standards of homework and tests and even grades. That's right. The Sunday school will get back to the Bible as its authority, and the let's share opinions and pool our ignorance classes will gradually disappear. Pastors will get tired of, of, of being limited to the entry-level seeker service and weekday care groups, and they will hunger more and more for deep Bible teaching. I believe they'll take over the various ministries of the church during the week. I think we're going to see more of the teaching of the Word of God, whether it be in support groups, whether it be in the typical classical Bible studies, whether it be in Sunday school. I think it's going to be 
a time of teaching the Word from the pulpit and in the classroom. You just watch. How else will we lead entry-level Christians to spiritual growth and commitment? Now, if you can teach the Bible in a way that produces Christ-likeness and commitment and holiness, you need to hang around, my friend. You need to be there. You need to stand up. You need to raise your hand. You need to shout, I'm here. The church will be needing you soon. Because it is our task, and always has been, even with every fad that's come along. It's always been our task to teach the Word of God. And after we've exhausted ourselves in every other kind of thing, after we have binged on every fad, I think we'll come back and say, you know, this simple book, this book that we call the Bible, the Word of God, really is the authority, really is our source. And people are hungering for it, and they need it. And you and I will be there to teach them and to bring them into the kingdom. And instead of being shallow Christians, there'll be individuals who will be stalwarts in the Word of God. You want to be one of those kind of people? Join me right now. Let's pray. Let's ask God to make us men and women who will be people of the Word. Father, I thank you. I thank you for the privilege, the great opportunity of sharing the Word of God. That's what we've endeavored to do for these many years here at Dayspring. May we not quit now. This is such a vital time. This is such a critical moment. Oh God, help us to be men and women of the Word. Help us to sow, share the Word, to love the Word, to teach the Word until nothing else will be important. It'll be only the Word and we'll be men and women of the book. The book. And we'll give you praise and honor and glory. Amen and amen. Thank you, Rex. And thanks so very much for your company, listening friend. Well, still available for just a few more days is our two-booklet package, Victorious Christian Living and Taking Time Out to Be Dad. Our address again is Post Office Box 56300, Portland, Oregon, 97238. Also order from our web store at www.dayspringradio.com. And your phone call is accepted as well, toll-free, 1-800-783-DAYS. Well, I leave you with this question, what's the real need? Rex answers next week. On behalf of all of us here at Dayspring, goodbye until next week at this same time on this fine station. Climber, here's a lamp to my feet.